This past Thursday, I recorded a State of the Church video regarding the reopening of our Sunday morning services. After much prayer, we have decided to stay vigilant and wait. I would love for you to go and watch this video and hear my heart concerning our reopening. So you can go to our website at intlfamilychurch.com, watch the video, and I believe it'll give you clear instructions of the next steps for us here at IFC. Today, we're gonna to continue on part yes. four of our series. It's really been very good. We've really enjoyed this, this time together, and I believe that as we get into part four, all of this instruction that God is giving Jehoshaphat is going to make a lot more sense to you because God is trying to help Jehoshaphat. This is our story in the Old Testament found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and we're talking about this real-life story of King Jehoshaphat. Let me give you our big takeaway for our series. We've used one big takeaway because we feel like this takeaway is absolutely one of those truths that when you get inside of your heart, yes. it really can transform you. Um, where there seems to be no way, it's so important for you to focus on your heavenly position and not your earthly condition. Mm -hmm. Man, that's so powerful It is when you think about it. It is. And it really gives us perspective and helps us through any circumstances, let alone a worldwide pandemic, any circumstance to really help us focus on which area of our lives that will bring us the greatest victory and help us overcome. So King Jehoshaphat woke up to some startling news. We've been talking about this. He was shocked to find out that three enemy forces had gathered together to form one huge invasion force that was bearing down on Judah. And so we know that King Jehoshaphat, his kingdom, the people of Judah, were now at the brink of distinction. We understand that there's overwhelming fear. There's something that is taking over their lives that is causing them not to be able to focus on, on where they are and what to do next. So out of that place of fear and being overwhelmed, Jehoshaphat cries out to God. Mm -hmm. After he cries out to God, all the nation gathers, including all the wives and the children, because God's about to speak through Jehaziel. And isn't that something that here we are together as family, in our homes, God wants to speak to us. He sure does. Yes. God wants to speak to you while you're home. God wants to speak to you and your family during this time. What a perfect environment for God to speak. Please mm -hmm. expect him to speak yes. as God spoke through Jehaziel. And let's pick up here in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We'll start at verse 15. He said, Hearken, all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, the Lord says this to you, be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down to them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the ravine before the wilderness of Jeruel. Verse 17 has been our key verse. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. We've been talking about the strategy God gave Jehoshaphat here to overcome these overwhelming odds. And it's the same strategy God wants to give to us. 
The same strategy God wants to say to you and to me and to our families here at IFC and everyone who's watching today, God has a strategy for victory. He has a strategy for us to be overcomers during difficult times. So God's strategy uh, for victory, number one, take your position. Take your position. Number two, stand still. Number three, see your deliverance. And we're going to take us to number four because this is really a mm -hmm. powerful point. Number four is fear not, be not dismayed. Yeah. Fear not, be so not good. dismayed. And we've been hearing a lot about faith versus fear and not to be afraid, afraid in this season. Season. And here, so here we are again, fear not. God says that so many times yes. throughout the scriptures. Fear not, fear not. The angels would come and visit and say, fear not, don't be afraid. Yes. But let's take a look at this because there's this word here, dismayed, that I want you to look at. It says, fear not, nor be dismayed. The word dismayed means a sudden or complete loss of courage, utter disheartenment, sudden disillusionment, agitation of mind and alarm. And that sounds a lot like what a lot of us yeah. have been going through over exactly. these past few months. Exactly. The sudden and complete loss of courage. I mean, what has happened? We're all just living our lives and all of a sudden the brakes yes. are slammed, you know, and exactly everybody's right. just jerked into an about <laughs> face into this whole dilemma that we've been in. So there was a loss of courage for a lot of you. You were disheartened by all the news. Maybe some of you still are disillusionment, agitation of mind. Mm. That's a big one. It is. Because we're always going to proceed and walk in our most dominant thought. That's right. We'll be attracted to that. So if we're living in fear all the time, right. disillusionment, um, agitation of mind, we're all, it's like a magnet. We're going to just be drawn to more fear, more agitation, more disillusionment, and more disheartenment. And then the more but, agitated we are, then our thought life goes crazy. Well, yeah, that's where it our, all starts. Our thought life just goes wild yeah. in that environment of agitation. Yeah. We have to be very careful with that. And you know, as well as I do, how things can change on a dime. Yeah, they can. You can be having the best of times, things are going wonderful, and a phone call can change everything. Right. A phone call, maybe it's a death, maybe it's um, a phone call, you didn't get the uh, college of your choice. Maybe it's a letter in the mail saying you were denied a scholarship or you were denied a grant. So you can be living life just happy, yeah, everything's exactly going right. good, and then it can all change on a dime. Very true. But fear has torment. Fear and torment go together because they're all from the hell world. They're all from the devil. The Bible tells us that God did not give us right. a spirit of fear. It's not from God. Anytime you feel fear, it's not from God. He did not give it to us because he doesn't have it. Yeah. It's not part of his nature. It's not part of his character. It's not part of the atmosphere of heaven. Right. So God, when you feel fear, you need to know first thing, that's not God. That's right. That is not from God. And then you'll be able to address it in the appropriate way, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, you know, I have dealt with certain fear in my life over several different things. And the one thing um, that I dealt with for a long time is the fear of staying alone when Jonathan would go away. I, I would just... Um, 
I was always in agreement with him going away and doing all the trips that he did, but I dealt with fear staying alone. And I remember this one time he, you, you were going to, uh, Af- uh, excuse me, India with Rastetro, and it was the longest trip you had taken. You were gone for three weeks. That was a long time. Was a long and, time. you know, the church was younger at the time. This was over 20 years ago. And I did not like to stay in my house alone. The kids were at college. So it was just me and the Cocker Spaniel, Mindy. <laughs> And um, so there were times I'd say, oh, I'm going to stay alone. And then I end up, you know, around 10 o'clock calling my father. Can you come stay with me or my sister? But the person who got the brunt of me not liking to stay alone was Joan Blue. I love you, Joni. Because I would. there were times I'd say, I'm staying alone. Yeah. And then around midnight, I'd call Joan and I said, I just can't do it. And Joan would come to the house. Shout out to Joan. And shout out to Joan today. <laughs> and she would come to the house and... Uh, and I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to visit. I just wanted somebody in the house so I could sleep. And Joan would always come. Well, this time you were gone, and it was a long period of time. And I said, I am staying alone in this house. And so it was the first night into your, your being. And I just said, I'm not calling anybody. I'm not calling my father. I'm not calling my mother. I'm not calling my sisters to come stay with me. I'm not calling Joan to come stay with me. <laughs> So I went to bed that night determined that I was going to stay alone. So me and and Mindy, our carcass spaniel, were in bed, and I'm just falling asleep. And all of a sudden, this huge noise. I mean, I don't know what it was, but it was this huge noise. And you talk about fear, because this was after midnight now. You talk about fear. I broke out into a sweat. I was shaken. The dog was shaken. I was so scared. Now, this is silly now when I think of it, but I knew that I should call 911, but I couldn't remember the number. I'm saying, I'm saying, I need to call 911. What's the number? What's the number? What's the emergency number to 911? This is what fear does. It's torment with it. And so I just was, I'm telling you, I, and you, some of you know what I'm talking about. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was sure there was somebody in the house. The dog was no help to me anyway. I was in the bedroom, which is at the back of the house. In my mind, I'm thinking, I can't go anywhere to get out of this house. I have to go down that hallway because our bedroom was at the end of the, I have to go down that hallway, and that's where the noise is coming from. You talk about things changing on a dime. All of a sudden, I say all of a sudden, you know, it was one of those suddenlies. But, you know, you're always set up for a suddenly. And I was set up for this suddenly because I had God's word in my heart. And all of a sudden, I just screamed. I screamed, this is my house. And with that scream, I mean, it was a scream. With that scream, courage came in my heart. Mm. And I began to quote the scripture that God had not given me the spirit of fear, that I wasn't going to take this because it was God. And I was quoting Luke 10, 19, behold, Jesus said, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. I quoted Psalms and Proverbs that talks about this peace and prosperity within the walls of my home. I mean, I became bold. And my last act of courage during all that fear, and this might sound silly to you, but it wasn't to me, is I flipped my body over and went to sleep on my left side, which meant my back was to the door. 
And I would never sleep with my back to the door when I was alone because I'd always think, I need to sleep with my face to the door so I can see if anybody's coming down the hallway. Seriously, fear has, there's no reason to it. And I flipped my body over and I said, I am going to sleep and I'm putting my back to the door. That was my one act of, final act of courage. You know, David killed Goliath and then he chopped (laughs) his head off. So I was killing fear, but my chopping the head of fear off is I'm, I'm putting my back to the door because fear is not going to get a hold of me. And I know many of you know what I'm talking about because you deal with fear in many different, you know, different avenues. And a lot of you just have to put your back to the door, turn your back on the devil and turn your face to God. And in times of adversity, that's what you need to do. You turn your face to God right. and your back on the devil. And I went to sleep and I slept Still solid. Right. You know, the next morning when I got up, I walked into the kitchen and what had happened, that noise was the storm door off the kitchen door wasn't closed tightly. And so it was a windy night and it blew that storm door open and it smacked against the side of the house. That's what, that's what that noise was. And you think, you know, devil, all, all that right. fear and right. all that torment right. over the door just opening up. But I, I just want to share that with you today because we all dear, deal with different aspects of fear. And I encourage you today, turn your face to God and turn your back on the devil and don't let fear get a hold of you. So good. Very good. You know, it's important that we really make our stand mm-hmm. when it comes to fear. Yes. I also found a a definition for the word dismayed is the new Oxford American Dictionary, and it defines dismayed as distress caused by something unexpected. Mm-hmm. Distress caused by something good, unexpected. Yes. Yes. This worldwide pandemic has been 100% unexpected, yes. right? The way we started off our year, the momentum, the vision, your plans after 21 days of prayer and fasting. I mean, this was totally unexpected, and we didn't see this coming, and our our lives have been totally disrupted. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, COVID is not simply an interruption. Right. That when it's over, we just simply go back to where we were. No. Mm-hmm. No, this is a total disruption. Yeah. So there, the, the past is not, near, is not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going back to something that once, once was. When something is a disruption, that means everything changes and that causes distress and fear. Mm-hmm. Listen to me when I say this. Fear is a spirit. It doesn't just disappear on its own and go away. It must be confronted. Yes. It must be confronted. And that's, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You confronted fear. You made up your mind, I'm not going to mess around with this. This is not just going to go away on its own. Right. You had right. to speak up. Mm-hmm. Your words, your actions did everything to say, I am not allowing this to get the best of me. Yeah, and I don't want you to think, well, because of that incident 20 years ago, I've never felt fear again. I felt it multiple times over over these years. Some of them were real serious reports or things that happened in our lives that that would cause you know fear to really children, things with our finances, just everything, our bodies, our money, this church, you, some of the things you've gone through. We have felt fear with 
with you. But I remember one time, and I have shared this with you before, some of you may remember, was this was, uh, I was really going through a season of worry. And, you know, now I look back and I said, that doesn't even make sense. But the devil doesn't make sense. No. Fear doesn't make sense. And it's important what you just said, because it is a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit that will try to attach itself to you. So your lens in life is nothing but fear. You'll be afraid of elevators, afraid right. of flying, afraid of going out. Yeah. And even some of you now, bless your hearts, are dealing with so much anxiety because you've been in so long. The fear of going out now is another thing you have right. to deal with. It comes in many, it many does. forms. And so for me, worry, worry is a form of fear. Of course it is. You usually worry about or the future, or a child, or provision, or just many, many things. And I remember the Lord saying to me, Verna, don't dismiss it, address it. It's good. Don't dismiss it, address it. Because a lot of times what I would do when fear would come, I'd just want the thought to go away, and I'd say, well, let me just keep myself busy. And so I'd vacuum for the hundredth time that day, <laughs> or, or you know, just clean to keep myself active and not think about it, but people, that doesn't deal with it. No. You need to deal a deadly blow to the fear in your life because it's a spirit and it will choke you and it will paralyze you. Yes. It'll steal your destiny exactly from you right. and it'll cause you to be totally inactive. You won't enjoy your family. You won't enjoy the blessings of God. You won't even enjoy life. And some people have so much fear that they've taken their lives. Right. So address it, don't dismiss it. Yeah. You speak to fear in the name of Jesus and you tell it to go. And listen, you teach this to your children young, yes. that when fear knocks on the door, faith answers and you speak to it in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so good. Now, here's, what, here's what God said to the Israelites during a very difficult season, trying season of their life. It says here in Isaiah 41, 10 and 13 says, fear not, there is nothing to fear mm -hmm. for I am with you. So that's both a command and a promise. So it's a command, fear not, he's telling them and he's telling us. And then he says, but, and the reason why is because I'm with you. What a beautiful promise. It says, do not look around in terror and be dismayed. There's that word again, for I am your God. Listen very carefully. When people forget about the greatness of God, yes. dismay sets in. Mm -hmm. They become dismayed. When you get your eyes off God and his goodness and his greatness, when you get your eyes off God and his word and his plan and his purpose for your life, amen, you become dismayed. So whenever there is not the understanding of how great God is and it's constantly on your mind, you leave this gap where fear and dismay and distress has an opportunity to step in to your life. It says, I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand. So Fear not, I will help you. Amen. Again, the command and the promise. God is bringing their focus, the Israelites, back to God. This message is, and Jehoshaphat, God is bringing Jehoshaphat, God is bringing IFC, God is bringing all of us, what, back to God, mm -hmm. back to his awareness, back to his greatness, back to how big and good he is. This phrase, fear not, 
as Verna said, is found throughout the entire Bible. It means to resist fear and don't let it control your actions. It means to resist fear and don't let it control your actions. We can act in faith while we feel fear. Yes. Verna acted in faith in that bedroom while she felt fear, right? Every one of us. Fear is not going to go away. We have to act in faith while we're in the midst of feeling fear. See, if you let fear rule your life, it'll steal your peace. It'll steal your joy. Mm-hmm. It'll prevent you from fulfilling your destiny. So the Bible doesn't say, tremble not, sweat not, <laughs> shake not. It says, fear not. There's a big difference. In this context, to fear means to take flight or run from. So fear not simply means don't run. Don't run. Then the solution to fear is when we are facing fear, rather than bowing our knee to it, we must stand firm against it and do what we fear anyways. Yes, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Almost 10 weeks ago, the first verse that the Lord gave me when this whole pandemic started was Philippians 1.28. Again, it fits perfectly here. It says this, And do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. Not for a moment. Do you realize the more moments you give to fear, the more moments you give to the devil in your thought life, the greater the level of intimidation, Mm -hmm. the greater the level, the moments turn into hours and turn into days and turn into weeks and can turn into months. And the, the more moments you give to that, the more intimidated by your adversaries you're going to come. It says, for your constancy, when you stand your ground, when yeah. you say enough is enough, when you turn your back on the door, when you recognize God's purpose and plan, for your constancy and fearlessness, listen, will be a clear sign, proof, and seal to them, the ones, your adversaries, of their impending destruction, but a short token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation, and that from God. What a great verse of scripture. Yeah, you know, honey, I'm just thinking some of you might be saying, well, the scripture says fear God. We should fear God. That's a different fear. Right. That means respect and honor. Reverence. So and reverence. So when we when you see in the scripture fear God, it's not be afraid of him, it's honor him and respect him. Yeah. But this fear here, fear not is the fear that we're talking about today that paralyzes and torments you. It's from the hell world. And Jesus has given you victory over fear. I just want to say it again. You address fear, you speak to it in the name of Jesus and tell it to go. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do for, do to me? Yeah. What I love about that is his attitude here. What I love about that is he had an attitude when he said this. Notice that when it came to fear, he steadfastly resisted the fear and quickly formed a habit of aggressively talking back to the devil. Yeah. 
Let me tell you something. Don't ever let the devil have the final word. Never. Don't ever let the devil have the final word about your finances, your money, no. your children, your health, anything at all. When you hear him accusing you, when you hear him coming against you, when you hear him mounting up this, these images of failure and defeat, yeah. you must speak up. Oh, Don't yes. ever let him have the final say. Make sure you have the final say. And make sure what you're saying is God's word coming out of totally. your mouth. And make sure that you're not saying, oh, I'm so confused, I'm so afraid, I'm so anxious. And No, instead you should be saying, I am anxious for nothing. That's instead, what you the should, Bible says. Yes, exactly. And you should they say, for sure, I refuse to be confused. Anytime I feel confusion, that comes right out of my mouth. All the time. I refuse. You say that all the time. Don't I? Yep. I refuse. There's a lot of confusion <laughs> sometimes, I guess, that I'm going through. But I refuse to be confused. And I will not fear. Why? Because my trust is in the Lord. Never let the devil, never let your feelings have the final say. Yeah, and I got some scriptures here I want to share with you today. Proverbs 133, listen to this. But the one who always listens to me, this is God talking, the one who always listens to me will live undisturbed hmm. in a heavenly peace, free from fear, That's good. confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. I know many of you deal with not being able to sleep at night because right. of fear. Speak to that in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. Because the Bible says he gives his beloved sweet sleep. sweet sleep. You are his beloved and you deserve sweet sleep. It says here that we will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace. We don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know, we, we have peace here, right. but we don't haven't really experienced the fullness right. of what heaven's peace is. You and I were talking about that we the other day when we were saying the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we, we looked at each other and we were saying his joy. Yeah. What it, his joy right. is so profound. It is. It's not just us feeling happy and we'll be strong. It's so complete. It's God's joy that is just full and at a magnitude that we've yes. not really experienced. It's his joy in us that is our strength. And then Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? No thing, no thing. should we be afraid of. That's good. And then 1 John 4, 18 says this, and this is important. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Now, dread is a very strong word. It is. And the Lord really dealt with me with this because I would say it all the time. Yeah. You know, years ago, I, I tried to eliminate that from my vocabulary. But it'd be like, oh, Monday's coming. I dread it. Yeah. I dread Monday. Or I dread going to church. Or I dread this. Or I dread that. Right. That is a strong is. word that we need to eliminate from our vocabulary. There is no fear in love Dread does not exist, the Bible says. That's so good. But full-grown, yeah. complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. That's 1 John 4, 18. So what is this saying here? 
perfect love. That means mature love. Grown up love. It, n- not perfection, right. but mature love. When we get to really understand the love of God, it drives fear out. When you and I really come to a mature understanding of the love of God, then we know what's from him and what's not from him. This love, this mature love that understands and has a personal revelation of all God did through Jesus Christ, the sacrifice, all that's entailed in that, that perfect love drives out all fear. And then it, it... it really makes it pretty clear about our heavenly position versus our earthly condition. Yes. The greater you walk in that kind of love, the more obvious it is. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with an earthly condition yes. versus a heavenly condition. Mm-hmm. So the more we practice love, the more we fall in love with God, the more we allow yes. love to be that lens and filter in our lives, the more aware we're going to be and greater desire we're going to have of our heavenly position versus always being stuck in our earthly condition. Yeah, I was going over these scriptures. I was just getting so excited. I was just feeling so full and fed, thinking about the love of God. And I felt like God said to me, Verna, when love grows, mm. fear goes. Ooh, that's good. When love grows, fear goes. Mm. And so this week, meditate on the love of God. Go through the scriptures for yourself. You, I mean, there's so many resources that you can find those scriptures on and begin to feed yourself on the love of God because when love grows, fear Fear goes. goes. That's excellent. Yeah. Pray for everyone. I will. Thank you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I present these people before you today, Father, and I thank you. Each one is so precious and valuable in your sight. You love them just the way they are. And so, Father, for those that are dealing with fear and anxiety and torment and dread, I speak to the spirit of fear now in the name of Jesus, Jesus, and I command you to loose your grip off of the people of God now. now. I thank you, Father, the thank peace you, of Jesus Christ you, that Father. rules and reigns in the heart of your people you, will come up and out and just saturate their minds with your peace and your goodwill and your love because it's yes. your perfect love yes. that casts out all fear in Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank God for his word today. I want to make sure that you understand that the best way to deal with distress with fear, with all the disillusionment that might be going on in our lives, is to run to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus changes everything. Mm, yes. He has changed everything in our lives. Everything. Knowing about Him, having Him live inside of our hearts, and knowing what He did on that cross, and knowing what, what He died for, and what His blood was shed for, yeah. knowing that He rose again to new life, and, and causing each one of us to rise up from our dead places and rise up from our grave places. That's God's love. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus for you, yes. his one and only son. Not to condemn you, not to cause you to be in a place of being judged, but a place of being set free, a place where you judge yourself. And in the process, God begins to bring victory and joy into your life. And so I want to make sure Jesus lives inside of your heart today, because without Jesus, being dismayed is a way of life. Without Jesus, distress is a way of life. Without Jesus, fear 
is a way of life and there's no reason why you should continue to live that way, way beneath what God's plan is for you. When Jesus lives inside of your heart, he elevates you to that heavenly position. He elevates you away from your earthly condition that so sets us up for failure, for pain, and for for being overwhelmed and being so dismayed. So I want to pray for you today. If you don't know Jesus, he's not living inside of your heart, and your sins are not forgiven, uh, we want to pray that you will open up your heart and declare, as the Bible says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe inside of your heart, right? Faith is in two places, in your mouth and in your heart. And out of your heart, you declare Jesus as your Lord and your sins will be forgiven and you can have a brand new beginning and a brand new life in Christ today. And if you are living away from God, it's time just to come back home, recommit your life to Him again, afresh and new, because His arms are open wide to you. They've never closed. They're always open. Let's pray this together today. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you. I refuse to give in to fear. I refuse to give in to fear. Jesus, change my heart. Jesus, change my heart. I declare you as my Lord. I declare you as my Lord. Forgive me from my sin. Forgive me from my sins. You died for me. You died for me. But you didn't stay dead. You didn't stay dead. Now come alive in me. Come alive in me. I receive by faith. I receive by faith. Salvation. Salvation. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Eternal life. Eternal life. I walk in my heavenly position. I walk in my heavenly position. From this day forward. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun being together. We sure do love you. And my goodness, we sure do miss you. I want to encourage you, get online at intlfamilychurch.com. Listen to this video of the state of the church. Mm -hmm. uh, And I believe it'll be of great benefit to you to help you so we can all be in agreement of the next steps for International Family Church. Have a great afternoon. God bless you. And now may the love of God and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the fellowship and sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. We love you and we miss you. God bless you.